0: By a book entitled The Edge of Chaos. Mm-hmm. The Edge of Chaos. Mm. Uh, Why democracy is failing to deliver economic growth. And it's by Dambisa Moyo. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So this is uh, yeah. the second Dambisa Moyo book I believe that we've looked at. Mm. As you said, the edge of chaos. Yes. Why democracy is failing to deliver economic growth. However, mm. you missed the last bit, because mm. she does dot 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 yeah. how to fix it. Oh fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. this book is was written in twenty eighteen, so it's quite recent. Mm. And I think as we all know right now, mm. Dambisa Moyo, is a Zambian-born, prize-winning economist, mm. um, author of Dead Aid, Winner Takes It All. Yeah. She did her master's at Harvard and yes. got a PhD at Oxford. Yes. Mm. So in this book, she argues that the greatest challenge of our time yeah. is creating sustained economic growth that can meaningfully impact people's lives every day. Absolutely. And she says that the public and politicians are very short-sighted, yeah. and that we choose economic policies that will um, produce long-term prosperity. Yes. Mm. Though, sorry, we failed to do so. Yes. Yeah. And so she says the fundamental enemy of growth and democracy is short-termism. That's what yeah. she terms it. Yeah. That we, we look for self-gratification in the moment rather than thinking about how these policies could help
2: us in the long run. It's right. called the microwave mentality. Mm-hmm. Ah, we you want to p- success you pop it in quickly. Yeah, you and don't want to cook it. Yes. 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 And millennials are guilty of it. Okay. That is so true. Yeah.
1: So in this book, she yeah. outlines seven issues that she terms hurricane headwinds yes. mm-hmm. that are driving social and economic unrest yeah. and are creating barriers to inclusive growth. So growth that includes every person in society Absolutely So these seven, I'll just go through very quickly She talks about high debt Mm. Natural resource scarcity Mm -hmm. Misallocation of capital Mm. Demographics Inequality, technological mm. innovation, and declining productivity. Right. And I think that of these seven, there are a few that I would say apply to Africa mm-hmm. as, a, as just generally. Because okay. um, I think this book is very Western. Western. Yeah. We know who her audience is. Yeah. yeah. She's
2: actually in the process of trying to get U.S. Yeah. Citizens, citizenship. So, and she actually does. She does say, you know, when I give my recommendations, these are for mature democracies. And oh, so when you think of we're, Im- uh, we're uh, immature, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. emerging right. countries are sort of the yeah. through nascent. <laughs> type yeah.
1: Democracy. So I think the four that I think apply very. Well to us are high debt, natural resource scarcity, yeah. misallocation of capital, and demographics. Mm-hmm. So I think together we can put high debt and misallocation of capital. Mm-hmm. And I think that Kenya currently is a very prime example of that. Oh, yeah. We have very high debt. You said our to GDP uh, is 56%. 56%. 56%. And there's a Harvard GDP. research study that was done yeah. that says that by the time you hit 60%, yeah. you're most likely going to see 2% decrease yes. in growth. Absolutely. And I think that we might be approaching that. Yeah. And I think that when you couple that with misallocation of capital, right. I think you're beginning to see how those factors are Beginning to you know, yes. show themselves. Yes. Yes. However, with the national um, national resource scarcity, I think that we are quite the opposite. Mm. Yeah. I think that the West is having this problem where they're not having a lot of natural resources, resources yeah. to you know tap into, and yeah. so they come and Abs- they you, they look absolutely. for us, look yeah. at Congo. Yeah.
0: They build yeah. for it. Yeah. The However, resources. I
1: think our problem is that we've not found a way to capitalize and use those Abs- resources that God has given us. Absolutely. Mm. So I think that once we tap into that, I think yeah. that
2: we'll be yeah. flying high. And I think there you're looking at how Africa integrates into the global system. Oh, yeah, yes. so you find that usually we have our raw materials, our raw materials leave yes. and then they, they come back, yeah, they abs- come back abs- and are sold uh, as high-value goods. Yes. Yes. So mm-hmm. unless we integrate better into yeah. that system, yeah. we will find ourselves it's, in it's, that cycle.
0: It's, it's funny you say that because I will seeing some statistics. Africa trades within itself, other than the rest of the world, 16% only.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, just uh,
0: the amount of trade we do within ourselves is yeah. just 16% of the global trade we do with the rest yes, of the world. Yeah. So it tells you we actually need to look more inwardly into ourselves, well, which
2: is why the Africa trade agreement yes. is going to be so crucial. Yeah. Precisely. It
0: kick mm-hmm.
1: in? Precisely. and I think that taps into the last one we want to talk about yeah. demographics. Yes. so when you look at the West, they have a very like huge aging population, mm-hmm. and so yeah. you have a lot of people who are leaving the workforce are retiring, yeah. so there's not a lot of people who are able to spur and you know spur the economy. Yes, whereas Africa, we have this demographic dividend where yeah. we have a high amount of youth. I think 60% of Africa's population is under the age of 25 years old. Whoa. However, we have this problem whereby we're yeah. unable to absorb them into oh, the economy. Yes, mm. yes. We either don't have enough job, yes. jobs for them, yeah. or they're not skilled enough to actually you know, participate. Yes, yeah. um, and so I think that the question that we would want to ask with this book is, mm. does economic growth equal less inequality? Mm. Or even... Uh, is democracy necessary to achieve growth? Yeah. And I think that in this book she argues right now that democracy is failing to address these headwinds, these Absolutely. seven things that she sees. Yeah. Um, but I would also ask that why is democracy seen as the answer oh, yes. to yeah. prosperity? To I don't prosperity. think that should be the first assumption. And yeah. I think we have lots of countries like China Absolutely. proving that democracy Singapore, is not necessary. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, what I hear her say to the West is stick to your lane. Mm-hmm. Democracy has gotten you this far. Mm. Uh, yes, it is slowing down but for you to fix it, these are the structural adjustments that you need to put in place. But then in the same breath, she also says, if uh, democracy has worked for you, uh, it may not have worked for others. And those that are using another model, like the Chinese, Mm -hmm. have succeeded better than you in one generation. Mm -hmm. And then she says this, And she quotes, uh, let me quote her. She says, many aspects of how the Chinese political class manages its economy are antithetical to the Western values of democracy and free markets. Mm. Then she says, you know, uh, China, it took three, no, it took just one generation for the Chinese to alleviate three hundred million people from poverty, yeah. that has never been done by the West. Yeah. Yes, and, and 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 it is because of this. Chinese have their own definition of a system called meritocracy. Yeah. So they have a, a system called selection plus election. Now, from the the provinces down there, they do their their elections. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when you get to the what, what they call the Standing Committee of the Politburo, and that is the Chinese Communist Party, mm. those the leaders, only party. The only party. they. they choose six seven leaders that have excelled in these provinces mm. to lead amongst them yeah. now if you have going and 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 now they link the the Politburo to the people mm. and those guys have a couple of objectives it's very simple the first uh, objective is is uh, what is it? Yes, they they have a criteria, and mm. it's based on poverty eradication, yeah. job creation, local economic growth, and social development. Mm. Just that part of criteria. Yeah. The rest will come, and they know once uh, once once they are able to trickle down their ethos and mm. their and and, and their objectives to the people, the Chinese economy will grow like. And nothing so the else. point
1: with the Chinese version of meritocracy is yeah. that if you are able yeah. to provide all those things, the yes. poverty elevation, education, yes. whatnot, yes. then you are able to move into the higher ranks Precisely. of government. So you prove that you're able to do your job and yes. then you're
2: rewarded with yes. yeah. a better position. Yes, yeah. So you have state capitalism at its best when you see oh, China. Yes, yeah. absolutely. However, there you must question. Yeah growth at the expense of other freedoms, mm. Right? Mm. So yeah. Yes, Right. so yes we can focus on economic growth, yeah. but there are liberties that I have here in Africa, there yes. in America or the UK mm-hmm. yes. that I could never have in China. What's up? China. What's up? <laughs> so I think there's a balance to be struck, oh, oh right? yes, absolutely. So, and is it one at the expense of the other? Absolutely. Yeah. You but know. I would say one thing I would say
1: about her book yeah. is that she paints a very bleak picture of the state of the world, West or otherwise. And I think it reminded me of Factfulness, where they talk about in the book that the world is actually in a lot, it's in a better position than you would have, you'd have yourself believe. Things are not as bad as they seem. Yeah,
2: and And so so, I think we would need to critically look at that. Yeah. 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 So um, Dambisa gives us a thoughtful um, conversation Mm. on Mm. democracy and whether it's working. Mm. And at the Fort Hall School of Government, Mm. we also had a publication a mm. year ago, I think, mm. on al- the elasticity of democracy, yes. and here we looked at eight, an eight-country study yeah. of how democracy is working in the continent, yes. yeah. and whether, as its practice, is yes. it working for us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, uh, so I think we build on that as well. So okay. she has ten reforms that she has. Mm. In in the book, yeah. I won't go through all ten, okay. but she does say that binding government, yeah. i.e. making sure that the short-term n- nature of uh, policy, policy making thing. is eradicated, Absolutely, mm-hmm. and so she says you need to put a high hurdle yeah. so that you changing a policy, so your successor comes, yes. they don't just change what you had implemented, yeah. um, but building on um, a trajectory yes. of, of yes. development, right? yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she says campaign financing. Mm-hmm. She recommends that there be tighter restrictions yes. on how financing at election time yes. is done. I'd like yeah. to see how
0: that works, here. Yeah.
2: Exactly, because yeah. <laughs> according to, in, in <laughs> Kenya, the, yeah. ele- the Campaign Financing Act, yeah. political parties can receive up to 15 billion shillings.
0: Yes, well, um, yeah.
2: From a single individual, you can receive up to three billion shillings. Billion oh. with, a with, yes, with a B. Yes, with a B. Which means that, I mean, in terms of influencing mm, yes. um, elections. A- yeah. Elections policy, policy yes. and mm. especially in the era of Kenya's tenderpreneur. Yes. I mean <laughs> those our electoral cycles yeah. and entrepreneurs uh-huh. are really linked. Yeah. If you want to be anyone and anything in this yes. country, yes. you have yeah, to a f- have a f- your a hand f- a in a politics. Mm-hmm. Yes. You must be, here. yeah? In the US, she mentions uh, super PACs. But yes. super PACs are able to they have to tell you what their interests would be. Yes. yes. So yeah. they state up front. Absolutely. In Kenya there's no legal obligation. Absolutely. Uh, to yeah. disclose yeah. that, yes. to disclose any of that information. Yeah. Um, however, the question still remains: yeah. Does um, capping contribution yes. mean a better policy or growth outcomes? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think so. And so there, I sort of felt like she yes. didn't it's make a, a solid. Stretch, yeah. um,
0: Absolutely. Argument. Yeah.
2: The the other thing she proposes, mm. um, so that we move from the edge of chaos mm. um, in our democracies, mm. is to pay politicians better. Yes. And the idea here is to reduce <laughs> um, uh, the rent-seeking nature of politicians. Yes. Now we have Kenyan MPs who yeah. are some of the highest paid, paid in the, in the world. world. Yes. However, when a study was done, we realized they actually weren't even legislating as much. Right. Yeah. So yeah. even yeah. just the job that you should do, you're, you're not doing. You're not doing. Yeah, We yes. yeah. yeah. highly paid. Absolutely. Um. So she says, pay better. Yeah. Then she says, lump political terms. Yes. Now here I thought of uh, Rwanda. Yes. Yeah. Rwanda, Kagame has seven year terms. Yes. Well not Kagame. Yeah. Anyone who would be a president yes. in yes. Rwanda <laughs> has the option of having a seven year term. Yeah. But also it matches with their seven year government program. Absolutely. And the idea yeah. there is that you have time to implement some of yeah, the yes. yeah. um that you have set out to do. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so you reduce the nature of that. I, I don't have to be accountable to my electorate because I'll be mm-hmm. out in in five years. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the one I agree with the most. Yes. Yeah. And then she says, but, on the other hand, there yeah. must be an imposition of term limits. Right, right. Now, here I don't agree. Yeah. Because the UK doesn't have a a term, limits term limits for, for, limits for its prime minister. Yeah. Yeah, and for the Queen. You, yeah, you can <laughs> leave the Queen out of this <laughs> this whole week. But but a prime minister in the UK can have five-year unlimited terms. Mm. Yeah. Um, the UK, um, Italy has seven-year unlimited, unlimited terms. Yeah. Yeah. So in my mind, um, why are we being imposed yeah. upon certain restrictions Mm -hmm. when some of the world's stable yeah. democracies don't have oh, that's very true. Yeah. Um, the other thing which I thought was really interesting was she said there should be mandatory voting. Yes. So people should we must expand the voting base. Mm. Um, and in order to do this she says imposing fines. Yes. Yeah. So Australia says if you don't have a oh, good yeah. enough reason oh yeah we fine yeah, you. You, find find you. Find you. you. And yes. they have 90% yes. turnout on voting days exactly. which I think is incredible. Yeah. But she says if you expand the voting base then you you're better off in terms of people not being held um yeah hostage yes. by few people who are making these decisions yeah. and how most controversial in my mind yeah. is weighting voters yes. so basically <laughs> depending on what your profession is, yeah. how much you earn yeah. educational qualifications yeah. yes, it yeah. determines how weighty your vote is cool. yeah. Now, it reminded me of a political economist called Henry Hazlitt who yeah. said if you don't vote and yeah. if you don't pay, pay taxes, taxes you don't, don't, don't get vote, to vote yeah. 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 So it's yeah. a bit controversial given yeah. that you know civil rights movements have happened yes. suffragette movements have happened mm-hmm. to yeah. fight for all our rights to vote. To vote. Um so those are some of the things she was proposing. Yeah. Mm. So that we can remove yeah. ourselves from the yeah. chaos that yes. democracy. Yeah. As, as much as I respect Dambisa Moyo
1: as a strong African woman who has been able to captivate the West with her ideas, yeah. I do think that she has a lot of contradictory thoughts in her head, yes. and I think that she panders yes. to the West, yes. as yes, you she said. Yeah. So I think that of those, um, she calls it a blueprint for democracy, for democracy or whatnot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of it is based for how the West is going to solve their, their problems, problems, not Absolutely. so much as how we're going to solve our own. As Africans, yes. yeah. and,
0: and, and, and coming from that, by the way, as much as uh, her, how audience is the West? I do think there are things that we can learn from this. Oh, definitely. Because that if 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 the West had a template, political template of how to make and to ensure economic growth is at a, at a certain level, mm. that's what right for them. Chinese have meritocracy, selection plus election. The problem is that is with us is this: every uh, constitutional making cycle, in when they when they're making when they're bringing political people to create constitution and lawyers, you see four or five white faces there. <laughs> Do you see black faces you know, when they're making constitutions in America <laughs> or in Hungary or in Italy? It yeah. is because we lack some self-confidence to give ourselves a constitution that focuses on our own reality. And I think
1: we need to own our culture and Absol- our ideals. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Amen. Amen. <laughs>